Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I almost feel like our elected officials should be using memes to communicate with people. It is relevant, it's current, and it's a currency that people understand. If we hope to survive in this digital age, we have to think critically about the messages we consume. Someone created those messages for a reason. Let's find out why. Sometimes we just have to ask, what the media? I'm Megan Lynch, host and reporter at Legacy 50,000-watt AM radio station KMOX in St. Louis, Missouri. In my three decades as a journalist, I've had the honor of receiving a number of awards for my work, including one I'm most proud of, a National Edward R. Murrow Award. I'm joined by Julie Smith, author of Master the Media, How Teaching Media Literacy Can Save Our Plugged-In World. As an instructor and public speaker, Julie teaches how to dissect what you see and hear so you can be a savvy digital consumer. In this episode, we explore why memes are such an effective form of communication. Memes have become such a popular way to communicate and connect right now. Julie, what does make this such an effective form of communication today? Well, you know, maybe we should first start with anyone who's listening who doesn't know what a meme is. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you define it? Um, at the very basic, it's an image or a piece of text that people have found and adapted and shared online somehow. Some people say that Kilroy was here was the very first meme, right? Because it's something that everybody took part in. Grumpy Cat is pretty popular. Of course, we have the Bernie Sanders in the mittens meme now. And do you did you ever watch Ally McBeal in the 90s? Do you remember that show? Briefly. And there was that digital dancing baby. Mm -hmm. And some people say that that was the first digital meme. But okay. back then we couldn't share it yet. So memes usually capture a moment in culture. They usually have some sort of cultural social value. Usually they're hilarious. <laughs> and it's an easy way for people to communicate. And it's visual, like you mentioned. What What is it about this the visual medium that makes such an impact on us? I think it's because it's something that we can engage in ourselves, right? We can take something and tweak it ourselves or add something else or add more text or, or give it a new context, and then we can share it. So it's something that we can be involved in. So it's not just information that we're consuming. We're consuming it, sharing it, maybe even tweaking it. So I think it's really engaging besides the fact that it's visual, right? So... Research says that we process images 60,000 times faster than we process words. So they are super effective forms of communication because they're so fast. It's a lot different than reading a 500-page article. 
you can just look at a meme and then think that you know everything there is to know about the issue. <laughs> and we're probably going to retain that maybe a little bit longer than we would a written form of communication then? Yeah, because especially if the image is, is vivid, we're definitely more likely to remember it. Yeah. I thought it was interesting. I was reading an article in Psychology Today about memes, and it was saying that studies suggest that neither the quality of its content nor its proximity to the truth has much of an impact on a meme's <laughs> popularity. <laughs> That's, That's so, so true. Sum, that sums it up, doesn't it? And I guess, you know, the thing that makes the funny memes great sometimes is they're relatable. Completely relatable. Completely. And there have actually been studies that if an office community or an office culture shares a lot of memes, they're actually a much happier workplace. Oh, that's interesting. Because so many memes are work related. Mm -hmm. And it's a quick, fun, user generated. It's almost like it's a universal language, right? It's a way to share a thought that you're having without going on and on and on about your day. Right. <laughs> right. It's, like, it's like a little snippet of a complaint. <laughs> Do you think because memes give us kind of a rush or, a, you know, we get an adrenaline rush or we get maybe some good emotional response to it that in our bodies that also propels these memes because we are getting some pleasure out of them? Well, sure. Sure. I think so. And I think that it also helps helps us feel connected when we share memes with people because we're not just sharing the act of communicating, but we're sharing a context that we know they will understand. My sons have a group text that they use and they don't use words. They just share memes with each other. <laughs> and I said, I said, oh, can I see some of them? No, mom, you would never get it. So there's definite context to some memes also that... You know, I would never understand the memes that my sons are sharing because it's a it's a completely different context. So not only does it help us communicate and provide some sort of community, but it also, I think, can separate generations about what we understand and appreciate and what others don't. It is interesting you say that because I find with memes, they seem to be a measure of how connected we are mm -hmm. with popular culture. There are times when I feel like I'm living under a rock, if I see a meme and I don't know the person pictured it's or FOMO. It's yeah, my fear of missing out. <laughs> or the TV show that it came from or the, the event, because sometimes these things travel so quickly. People can generate memes within minutes of an event happening. And that's what's so fun. Like the minute, you know, if you were watching the inauguration, the minute you saw Bernie sitting there with his mittens, you knew you knew that he was going to travel all over the world. And what's interesting is they they go in trends, right? Nobody's making any Bernie memes right now. But for a couple of days, that's all anybody was doing. So it's definitely a user-generated trend that people can jump onto. And that's the fun part of it. That's the fun part of it. I think what's so fun, too, is to see maybe I will share a meme and then three weeks later it comes back to me. You know, <laughs> like a thing, boomerang. Yeah, this thing is still floating around the Internet. Well, it's... Um, it's basic behavior by imitation, right? And that that's we like to do that as, as human beings. So memes can be funny, but they can also be used to advance political or social causes. There's an amazing meme, and I say that it's amazing because I think it's such an effective piece of communication. But it's shared by anti-vaxxers. And it's a picture of a doll in a little doll car seat with about 200 needles sticking out of the doll. And it says, this is how many shots a child receives by age two. Any questions? And it is a striking, vivid visual that 
would completely convince people that vaccines are terrible. Just how you describe it, it sounds like something you'd see in a horror film. Oh, it's, it's such a striking image. Now, you compare that to, say, for example, a 50-page brochure that the CDC might put out about vaccinations. Which piece of communication is going to be remembered? Which piece of communication is the most effective? And in many cases, it's memes. Like, I almost feel like our elected officials should be using memes to communicate with people because it is relevant, it's current, and it's a currency that people understand. It's interesting you say that because in the last election cycle, I had spoken with both political parties here in Missouri And both of them expressed that they were using younger people on their campaign teams to help them with Instagram Mm -hmm. and other platforms where younger voters might be. And that a lot of what they were doing were not necessarily memes, but they were image based and visual. Absolutely. Infographic kind of things. And so maybe we could consider memes in some ways. They are a type of infographic. Well, sure. Sure, especially if you learn something from it, if you learn something from a visual. I hadn't thought about that, but that's the visuals, I think, are such effective forms of communication. If you can figure out a way to harness visual images to push whatever issue you are pushing, I think that you're going to end up ahead. And it's like short attention span theater. (laughs) It totally is. Because we can scroll through and ingest all of this within seconds. Right. And it's very easy. It's very easy to do. Maybe we need to differentiate then between what are kind of harmless, fun Mm -hmm. memes that we use to connect as a society. Is there another side then of of people and groups and organizations and even state actors that are creating these things to get in our heads? As weapons, right? Propaganda. Sure. So NPR once referred to memes as just silly and humble, low bandwidth Bits of media. And I think that that sells memes short Mm -hmm. because of the power of the visual image and how they can be used to quickly spread a message. I think it would be very, very smart for state actors to hijack memes and harness that form of communication to reach people because it's how we're it's how we're consuming information these days. Right. We don't read long articles. Give me a meme that explains it. There have actually been reports, I don't know how substantiated they are, that Hillary Clinton has been the focus of some of those, you know, in the previous election cycle, that potentially there were memes created to make her look bad and influence the American public. Now, who knows, you know, how true that is? Well, there was actually a meme that was created, and I don't know who created it, but it was genius, like Bond villain level genius of an image with Hillary Clinton saying that online voting was now available in Pennsylvania and to vote online, just go on Twitter and use the hashtag vote for Hillary. And it was so professionally done and a, in a really professional looking image, right? I've often wondered how many people thought that that was legitimate and voted on Twitter instead. Mm-hmm. And she didn't win Pennsylvania in 2016. I wonder too, how many memes have been created for Donald Trump or against Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, they're so easy to create, and that's what's kind of fun. Um, There's apps and, of course, websites, and there's trends in memes themselves because the original memes had the the large impact all capital letter fonts. Yes. And now they have evolved into 
just an image with maybe some text at the top with a white background. Some now um, are just texts or tweets that people have shared and those become memes that end up getting shared. So it's, I think it's a really fascinating topic because you never know where it's going to go next. And I don't think that platforms would ever actually enforce any of these rules, but in most of the terms of service that we agree to, you know, that we never read, right? It's the greatest lie in the world that I've agreed and read. I've read the terms of service. We typically agree that we will never share or post anything that we don't have the copyright to. And <laughs> that's almost laughable. With <laughs> it memes. is completely yes. laughable. Besides the fact that we would never, you never know who created them anyway, in most cases, right? But if we're posting memes, we are actually in violation of terms of service unless we created the meme ourselves. Do you see this as a form sometimes of of branding that when groups do come out and say, you know, we've created this or they put, you know, a little copyright on mm-hmm. it, that groups are using this as a way to either brand themselves or their product and reach out to certain groups? Have we gotten that far with it yet? You know, I don't know. That's a really good question. But if I saw a meme that had a trademark on it from a brand, my first instinct would be to say that they're doing it wrong. (laughs) Because memes are supposed to be organic. You know, now if you hire somebody to create a meme on your behalf, now that's different. But if you come right out and say, you know, we're trying to make this go viral, it'll never Never work. work. It'll never work. When we look at the pros and cons of this Mm -hmm. in our society, first, what's the what's the benefit of the the giggles, the giggles, right? They're the best. Um, It's a way to connect people. And most memes have some sort of intertextuality. And what when we use that word in my field, it means that it's some sort of an inside joke, mm-hmm. you know, that you have to have some sort of contextual knowledge of the image or the character to understand the meme. And so it brings people together. It connects people. Sometimes, let's be honest, they get you through the day. <laughs> right? <laughs> but like you said, like anything else, it depends on how they're used. So, of course, memes can be politicized, militarized, used to advance certain social causes like the anti-vax movement. Uh, So we have to be careful. I don't want it to sound like all memes are bad. It's like anything else. It just depends on how they're used. They can be great conversation starters. Oh my gosh, yes. Have you ever seen on Facebook or Twitter someone post something and then you get this whole stream of people chiming in with their experiences? Yes, yes. yes. So in a way, like, look, there's, there's that water cooler moment where you find out that there's other people that feel the same way that you do and you just had no idea. Well, and during the pandemic, I think for a lot of people, this has been how we've had to connect. Oh, my gosh. And it's so fun because through my phone, I can tell what's happening in the world based on the memes that I've saved during that time period. So all the memes, all the pictures on my phone from March are toilet paper memes. So it, they capture moments in our culture where we all kind of rally around. And I think that that has cultural value. It has to have some sort of cultural value. So when we see a meme, you know, as we as we wrap up this discussion, what are the questions we should be asking about it? And, you know, before maybe uh, we would share it then. Well, I'd say if it's if it's enjoyable and hilarious, share away, even though you're violating terms of service. But that's basically unenforceable. But if it's promoting some sort of political issue or social issue, I think you have to go back to the standard questions. You know, how valid is this? 
who created this? Is it accurate? Where did the photo originally come from? That sort of thing. And again, you're talking about time, right? And it takes time to do that, that kind of research as a reporter, which you know. So I think it depends on the, uh, the re- reaction that the meme gives you based on what you should do before you share it. What about some of the instances we've had where maybe someone gets captured doing something crazy at Walmart? <laughs> and You're kidding. They end up in a meme. <laughs> I don't know why I think of Walmart photos, because there's not any of those out there on the internet. None. You know, do we do we have to be cautious about that when it's a private individual in a well in a public pub- space? In a public space, you have no privacy. Anyone can take your photo in a public place without your approval. So uh, I guess always dress appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> take the curlers out of your hair if you don't want to be a meme or yeah. stay inside. I hope I've never been a meme. Well. I hope so too. Maybe somebody maybe we should make memes for ourselves about each other. That would be kind of fun. I'm Megan Lynch with media literacy expert Julie Smith. What the Media is produced by Odyssey St. Louis from the studios of KMOX Radio. Our executive producer is Beth Coglin. We invite you to visit KMOX.com for more on our media literacy project. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.